This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Hello everybody, this is Frog here, the DM. Um, due to my transition from my old laptop to the new one, I don't have the data required to do a proper recap. So instead what we're going to do, I'm just going to give you a quick little recap to uh, signify what happened in that last episode. Uh, this is unscripted, so this is going off of my memory and listening to the episode. I have a base idea. So... What ended up happening, there was a lot of good emotional connection uh, between Milo and Yang having a heart-to-heart, -heart. Yang finally uh, coming to a better term and uh, understanding on who he is. We also got to see uh, Shang take the next step forward in teaching Jaeger about the path that he's choosing for the future. We saw the rest of the gang all meet up at the stay-in hotel, which is where the teachers were, to discuss what happened for the night, the attack done by the Bender Revolt group, uh, as well as the Yang uh, defacing Aang statue. The following morning, Yang decides to head over to Valhalla to see if he wanted to come with them, to which he said no. Instead, he took off to go to the hotel that they are staying at where there was a crowd of people in front paparazzi and other types of media trying to get attention on the the white lotus who according to the news this morning stated that they have no idea what they're doing all right so uh kevin who which number are you calling for your dad for for daddy kevin's dad okay. kevin zaspera or, uh, or Papa Zasparella. I feel like um, Kevin will contact uh, the business um, because um, this is how early in the morning is this? Uh, it's it's still early, yeah. It's like morning. Like, like um, are we talking like nine o'clock ish? Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. I'll contact the business. Okay, you give the business... business. You give the business a ring, 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 banana phone, do-do-do-do-do-do, and finally someone answers, and they, they just go... Hello, thank you for calling Igloo Electronics, the number one electronic company for the Republic City. How can I help you today? Good. My name is Kevin Zaspro, and I want to talk to um, uh, Michael Zaspro, please. Oh, okay. You're um, you're you're his his son, right? Yes, ma'am. Uh, sure thing. Let me put him on the phone. And it's on hold for a moment before finally um, he picks up. And he goes, Kevin, my boy, it's been quite some time since I've heard from you. 
Oh, it has been wonderful. Uh, I've been ensuring that my business is thriving as usual, and I saw that your group was on the news. Is this what you're calling me about? It's more of the news media. Uh, I don't know where we're staying because I just want to come come to you today. That's for like a good visit, but since they know where we're staying, it's not safe at the hotel. Ah, uh, yes, um, yes. I was wondering, can we stay? Can we stay? Uh, can we stay uh, uh, where you're at, or at least go somewhere else that it, these vultures don't track us down? Oh yeah, you don't. You definitely don't want to mess with the uh, news media. They can detect a lie from a mile away. Yeah. Certainly, certainly, uh, my boy. Of course, you can stay. Uh, yeah, you don't want to come to the factory, but you can go to our uh, Republic City home. Uh, that, of course, you know where the keys are. I've, I, you've been there before. You know where the spare keys are, uh, and then just. Uh, Head right on in, and just let me know when you get there safe, okay? Okay. Thank you. Of and course. Hopefully, once these hopefully once these vultures get away, actually hang out and talk and talk gossip and really catch up on a lot of stuff. Because I can't wait to tell you what's going on with me, and I can't wait to hear from you. Yes, I cannot wait to see you again, son. It's it's been it's been years. It's been a while. Uh, tell me, are that's you... That's a discussion that we can have in person, I think, uh, would be yes. better. Are you coming alone, or are you coming with your friends? I'm coming with my friends. Okay, and how many, how many friends, uh, how many friends do you have coming with you? Uh, I don't go to say that four. Come with us. Oh, uh, four. Okay, yeah, certainly. Um, I will have a few uh, rooms ready for you when you and your group of friends get to the home. Thank you. You're welcome, my boy, and uh, stay safe out there. Avoid those uh, mosquito vultures, and uh, hopefully, I'll be seeing you soon. I should be able to get out of the office uh, faster than normal. Uh, you know, having my boy here is definitely encouraged. Uh, an early day for me. <laughs> and, uh, oh, do you want me to bring anything? Um, since I'm heading up, heading to the Republic City home, like a cake or, or a kit by your favorite, uh, your favorite coffee or anything? Since we're heading, uh, heading you are always, heading that direction. You are always too kind, Kevin. If you would like to go and grab something, that would certainly be fine by me. You know my favorite. Yes, yes, sir. Nothing says good, uh, says your favorite, like, uh, especially like, you know, that the bakery that have your favorite chocolate cake with that drizzle, and especially, um, especially with like the home, with homebrew ice cream to go with it. You, that you feel, is your favorite coffee. you feel a shoulder, or you feel a hand on your shoulder, you turn and you see it's Vana, and she's just like, all right, hurry up now, please. We've got to get out of here. Kevin. Kevin nods to Father. And he's like, Father, I'll make sure to pick those up, and I'll see you soon. 
Yes, absolutely. And be sure to get me plenty of cream. You know, I I love cream in my coffee. There is no other way to have this coffee. And as he's talking, you're feeling Vana like press on your shoulder a little more like, come on, come on. And he's just going on like, uh, and actually, uh, instead of the cake, could do you mind getting me the Dutch apple pie, please? That, you know, I, I haven't had a Dutch apple pie in uh, so long. Your, your mother's always having me keep track of my, my diet. You can, know, I, and, can I push the button uh, to end the call? <laughs> I pull out my scimitar. <laughs> okay, Kevin's guarding the phone. <laughs> like, we need to like, look at him like, we need to. Like, okay, so Dutch apple pie. So the Dutch apple pie and the coffee with plenty of cream. I'll make sure to pick those up for you. Yes, uh, and if you could do click. He sounds nice. Oh, she clicked the. She clicked the button. Oh no. <laughs> Well, oh, Vana looks. Uh, Vana looks over to Jaeger and is like, "The Zaspero family can be on the phone for such a long time." <laughs> yeah, we never trust Zaspero's and phones, or you'll never get us off, ever. Oh, oh, I'm aware. I'm aware, sweetie. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, so. So we're all heading there, but the question is how are we getting there? You can see nothing out out the window, right? I have an idea. Is there a smoke detector in the room? Hey. <laughs> yes. We'll have a fire drill. We'll leave it and escape through the crowd. There we that, go. I like. Okay. I Excellent. like that. And you see Shang, you see Shang just looks at you like squinted eyes and then just nods approvingly and does produce flame on his hand and walks over to the fire, uh, hide the uh, fire alarm. Oh, let's get our stuff first. Hurry up. And after saying and that, you hear- I run to my room and throw everything in my bag. <laughs> You're hearing the fire alarm go off already as he's putting his hand up to the fire and is able to make the fire incredibly hot. Uh, the fire alarm goes off and you're starting to hear uh, the phones with an automated message that says, Due to events of a fire, please find the nearest exit and get out of the building in a calm and swiftly manner. Yeah, right. <laughs> Okay, oh, can no. we get his bag? We have to leave? Oh man, we gotta get oh, out of here, man. guys. Oh. Put your best panic face on. <laughs> I run out of the room. You grab your stuff? <laughs> you guys, uh, outside, Yang, you're hearing the alarm go off just in the nick of time when you're about to. Uh, say another lie to these guys trying to get more information out of you uh and all of their attention breaks off of you and goes right back to the building you're seeing uh crowds of people already starting to head out of the building door uh both front back uh and any other emergency exit area that they can uh 
as they're doing this, you're seeing a lot of the uh, the news reporter guys are trying to snap pictures over the crowds of the rest of people, trying to figure out like who's even in there. Uh, their job is to get information, and they're trying to they're still trying to do that despite this crowd, but it's clearly not working their way. I try to keep my eye out for the others, but I also say that I saw people by White Lotus run that direction, even though I lost credibility. <laughs> yeah, roll me a deception check with disadvantage. Because <laughs> they already don't believe me. Oh, really? God! <laughs> okay, so I got a 14 and a 17, and my deception is a plus one, so 18, no, sorry, 15? 15. Okay, so 15. Let me see. Okay, so you're seeing, um, not nearly half of them, but you see a, a decent number of the reporters turn and hear what you were saying, and then they start racing the direction that you pointed, and one of them goes, oh, thanks, kid, as they rush past you and try to, you know, cut them off at the pass. Hmm. And, and Yang, roll me a, dis, uh, a perception check uh, as you're scanning this crowd. Alright, hold on, I gotta put one of these in Dutch jail. <laughs> <laughs> 13 plus 2, 15. 15? Okay. You're able to see the three titans walking out um, due to how tall they are compared to the rest of them. So you do see Jaeger and his familiar scariness and you see Kevin with his uh his uh what do they call them the wolf tail hairstyle and then you see Taro with her glasses uh heading out of the building uh you can't see the teachers but you can safely assume that they're with them and they're just kind of um putting on the same well the three of you give me deception checks uh, as you guys are walking out of the building Okay. Ooh, not great. Five. 30, 20. Deception. Ah, that's okay. 18. Yeah, 18. Wow. Okay, so Jaeger and Kevin, you guys are looking very good. Uh, you guys are doing a very good job at looking the same way that the rest of the crowd is looking. Taro, you're kind of overselling it. You have this look of fear that doesn't really need to be there whatsoever. Uh, and it it definitely fire! feels it definitely feels staged and even Sean kinda like grabs you by the shoulder and pulls you close so you can whisper in your ears like You should tone it down a little bit. We don't want to draw any attention. Ooh woo, fire hotty hotty. Ouchie. <laughs> And you see, Shang looks at you and goes, Please don't ever use that voice around me again. He's so hot! I saw we master. I will not be your teacher if you continue that voice. <clears throat> Sorry, something was caught in my throat. Fire! Hot, hot! <laughs> 
I can't threaten you, but I can definitely threaten your teacher. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I'm sure he's used to it. <laughs> <laughs> you you start to see you're starting to see some of the news reporters point their cameras towards you guys as you guys are having this conversation and they were hearing the voice and they go, "Oh, they might be they might be the people. They might be the white lotus." Uh, remember, our sessions are... Uh, we took off our sessions. You yeah, guys are able to get away from the crowd. Yang. Yeah, you guys took the... You guys already took it off. I, I know. Um, but you guys are able to get away from the crowd. Uh, and Yang, you were able to kind of follow them. Eventually, everybody broke off into an alleyway. You've got the teachers there. Uh, and Yang, you uh, stay nearby... Uh, away from, you know, those mosquito vultures, and you finally meet back up with the crew uh, as the five of them are kind of just standing there, uh, and they... Shang looks at you, uh, Taro, and just disapprovingly shakes his head, and Vana just, like, was trying to hold in laughter as you guys were having that little voice... Talk. So that did not go as anticipated. And she goes, you know, <laughs> Taro, I can tell you would be such a blast to hang out with. Oh, I'm flattered, Bonna. Of course, of course. Oh. Hello, everybody. Hey, Yang. How's it going? It's a ghost. It's Yang. <laughs> Um, so, what happened? I'm sorry, what happened in that building is what matters to the White Lotus, and seeing as you no longer have your sash, you're no longer inclined to know this information. Well, it's funny that as of right now, I don't have a target on my back. Well, none of us are wearing White Lotus sashes either, so... True. Shang did not take his off. Oh. Okay. And Jaeger, you would know, the man spent his entire life in this order. He's not gonna take it off just because of a, a target on his own back. Yeah, I respect it. You know, not all of us can take off our proverbial sash. Stares edgy like into brand. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's irrelevant. So, what's on the agenda? Step one, find a new place to stay. That that task has wait, wait. Uh, been started, but then an emergency meeting was called. And then we're going to initiate the second task, which is we're going to investigate the old pro vending arena. Step three, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step four, profit. Profit. Profit? Yes. Profit. Correct. Profit. What are we yes. what are we profiting? Don't worry At about the pro bending arena. Yeah. We're making money. Me and Jaeger yeah. are tag team. You want, to, you want to make money off the pro bender arena. Yes. We could potentially just go to the authorities, offer to assist the authorities in Raiding the pro bending arena. 
Oh my sweet hanging boy. There, there, we've already discussed that. Okay. Because it went so well the last time we went to the authorities also. We don't well, really the have last a time we here. went to the authorities, we, we did, I wasn't having to face a situation in which two dead bodies were on the ground. Wasn't the last time you were in the authorities last night? Yes, but that was because I painted Aang's statue. I thought it would look better a different way, but I was wrong, and the Republic City Police disagreed with me. Let's not talk about defacing national monuments out in the public. Kevin's looking around to see if there anybody has followed them. Kevin, give me a perception check. Okay. Can I also make a perception check? That's fine. Okay. Wow, these dice suck. Uh, I don't see anything. Yeah. Go to Jai's jail. I went th this thing going to dice jail. I couldn't get another one. I roll an eight. I rolled six. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't see anything. You're in the clear. So where are y'all staying? Pretty much with my dad's house. Cool. And Taro, have you made up a decision about regarding my fate? What? I wasn't... Was that my responsibility? I don't think that was my responsibility. It was. What? what? I didn't it's your call. It's your call. Do you want me back or not? Why am I making the decision to make you a White Lotus member again? Or to... Wait. That you're the leader. Am I making you're the, the decision leader. to... Wait. There's higher ranking Shang people in the White Lotus in. here. Or is this just about the team? Shang steps in and grabs your shoulder, Taro, and kind of pushes you, like, holds you to the side. And he goes, the decision to allow Yang back into the White Lotus is ultimately the White Lotus leader's decision at the school that you are a part of, which would ergo be Taro's teacher. However, that does not mean that they can't decide to have you assist them, which may help your case. I believe those that gave up their sash shouldn't be back into the order at all. But, I'm also not the boss. I look at Yang and I size him up, look him up and down. Um, whoa, Rosie. Um, you're not gonna run away again? Not unless you guys ask me to. And, and you'll work with us as a team and not try to lone wolf it? Not unless you ask me to. I look at the other two for nods of approval or something. I nod for approval. I give her a thumb. I give, I give Taro a thumbs up. Well, okay. Welcome back, Yingy boy. I'm already regretting this. <laughs> the full house song, the full house theme song plays it as in the distance. 
Vana looks at all, everybody and just goes, This, um, it's a very lovely reunion, but we've got to get the rest of this plan in motion here. Um, I agree. So right. Let's flag down a taxi. Uh, Kevin, you... Do you have any money with you? Because taxis aren't free, as we... As you all learned from last night. Let's see. Check my my coin purse. Okay. I do have New Republic money. I have 50. 50. Okay. And... I guess the big question is, how much would it be to get us to wherever your father's home is? And Kevin, um, that's something that you um, don't necessarily know uh, in terms of how much it is, but you at least know that his home is up in like the upper middle sector uh, of the city, which is where the rich people live. So they're separated from the not-so-fortunate folks that are over on the right sector, and they're separated from the factories, you know, the businesses over on the left side of the city, the business, the, uh, the business center, or sector. Gotcha. And I relate, and I relate this to Bana, and I'm like, yeah. So it's, it's kind of far, right? Wouldn't this be easy to get to run a car for today? Are there any other more, uh, modes of transport? Yeah, technically, yes, but we would have to go back to Air Temple Island first. Yeah, How about I don't those think things that any... have like a, a motorcycle and there's like a little. What are those things? I don't remember what they're called. You know what I'm talking about? There's like seats attached what to if, motorcycles. What if, what if we have had some have an sort idea. of flying animal? I have Yeah. Is there a landing pad on top of the uh, hotel? You didn't look. What hotel? The stay in. That's why I was asking them if they may have known. What do you think about what happened inside? Just a rush of people came out, not what happened inside. Yeah, we're trying to avoid the news media. Having a flying bike will bring attention. That's let true. Me see, but it will also be free. Let me see if there's anywhere Iroh can land. Um, I try to find somebody that I could talk to. Probably law enforcement. Can't we just rent a car? Or get a cab, whatever? Kevin, roll me a history check. This might be able to help. Really? Okay, I like this thing a lot better than the other one. You're in dice share. Uh, what did you uh, get, Kevin? Uh, 18 plus 4. A 19? You know that when you last time were in the city, there was a subway transport that was starting to be developed in the city. Uh, not 100% sure that if it, if it would be ready or not. But you know um, what I said. There's a subway transport that may have been uh, finished by now, since it's been years since you've been in the city. And I tell the group, we could take the subway. It is fast. An underground subway? Mm-hmm. 
underground, as in. I use my seismic sense to find this a not so a not so secret tunnel. Yep, a not so secret tunnel. Okay, (laughs) Tara, did you say that you use your seismic sense? Yeah, to find the subway. Alright, you spend your chi and... You spend your chi and you sure enough do feel uh, tunnels underneath. Do I feel where the opening is? Or where to go into it? You feel vibrations underground of a subway that is moving north of your location. So higher up the mountain, essentially. Uh, If you follow the vibrations and kind of follow where this trail leads, you will find the entrance to the subway. Okay. Well, let's, let's follow this, my friends and comrades. And... And hopefully along the way, there's an ATM or a a bank. Just so we have some money to pay for the sub. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. You're able to um, find a bank to exchange some funds. So go ahead and uh, exchange however much you feel you need. Uh, however much that would be. Um... Alright. Well, I might as well... Get some Republic City as well. Because, um, because I have 50 um, Republic City money, but I need Yuan instead, right? Yuan is Republic City thing. currency. Oh, okay. Oh. I, I just gonna uh, add that to my notes. Why it wasn't added to my notes is beyond me. Alright. I'm just going to add more funds to it. Just in case. Alright. I'm going to add additional 50 to give me 100. Yeah, I trust you to exchange your funds the way you need to. Uh, given some time, you guys eventually get to this uh, this subway entrance. Um, as you're heading up, this, this is very familiar to you, Kevin. Uh, this subway entrance is in league with a small outdoor mini mall over here in in this section of the city uh it's you know being a mini mall you do see a number of different buildings of different businesses and such and the like you see a little food court that's in the center uh no statues to speak of which is um statues are usually reserved for the more important buildings uh but you do see that there is a plaque that says uh in memory of cora uh and the gang uh, quote-unquote. Uh, but you're heading through here, you see a bunch of people are just kind of hanging out, a lot of, looks like teenage kids or something, maybe, uh, either skipping school or there is no school today, whatever is going on. You guys are adults now, you don't care about that. But you guys are able to make your way to the subway entrance. You guys head down into the subway and to set the interior in here for you guys. It looks very much like what you see in movies that take place in New York and have their subways. So it's, it feels almost dirty. It's obviously um, lighting that clearly doesn't, it's very UV lighting. Um, 
you see old newspapers kind of scattered around everywhere a bunch not too many people are at this station but as the subway pulls up and opens a crowd of people come walking through uh, they come walking through and around everybody else you guys are some of the only people that are even coming in from this station uh, as this clears out uh, it's a large op a large walkway for you guys uh, that has the stairway that you guys walk down from and a stairway on the opposite end of the room quote-unquote that you can walk back up from uh, just another way to get down into the subway tunnel system uh, the subway itself looks very Earth Nation-y. You can tell it's very... It, it looks like it's made out of rock, but upon closer inspection, you can tell that that's just an aesthetic. You see that there's the same tire, the same wheels that would be on a, a regular train. So this looks like it's been converted from an old train to a subway somehow, in some way, shape, or form. Kevin, you would know it's because your family owns Igloo Electronics. You guys have formed some way to have electricity pretty much in all aspects of the city. So for you, that's no problem whatsoever. It's no confusion. Uh, the interior of the subway itself feels very um, not well made. You can feel, you can get that vibe that this was once a train converted to subway train. Uh, so the seats are somewhat the same style that would be on a train just against the walls rather than uh, seating rows like it used to be. There's also some spots that you can hold like hold so these straps so that you guys can somebody can stand which there would be no need because not too many people are in the subway at the moment. Um, but as you guys all get inside and the doors begin to shut uh, somebody stops the door uh, you see a hand come up, stop the door from closing, and this person walks in. You see this person is wearing a trench coat. You see they're wearing, um, it looks like, that's kind of what you see with his clothes, is just the trench coat, uh, buttoned up, so you can't really see the rest of what he's wearing. But his face looks very, um, earth or fire nation-y. Um, you can tell even his hairstyle looks a lot like how Jaeger's does, but he does have a small goatee, and he stops it, and um, the doors open back up for him to come inside. Uh, they shut again, and he grabs onto the strap, and he just kind of looks at you guys as the subway starts to carry off. I'm going to make a perception check. On that guy. I would think it's safe. Or insight? <laughs> Go ahead. I'd like an insight check. Just in case this person might be dangerous. Jeez, all my dice suck. Okay. I also would like to do a perception check and then talk to Shang right after that. Depending you on the results. You do a perception? Okay. Okay. Um, for insight, uh, is 16 plus 3, so a 19. 19's pretty good. Oh, you say perception? Same thing. 19. Got a 15. 15? Okay. Anybody else? No, I rolled a 2, so... <laughs> Send it to Dice Jail. Bonk. There's three different D20s in Dice Jail right now. 
Listen, I only have one, so if this oh, starts no. acting up, I can't throw it away. <laughs> I have no backups. Alright, I'll I'll roll for a perception, why not? Natural twenty plus Yeah. Remember his first character, how it was like yeah. God level in these natural twenties? Hey, I haven't had too many natural twenties lately, thank you. But yeah, that's 20 plus 2, 22. Alright, anybody that got over a 15 could notice this. Under his trench coat, there seems to be like a little uh, pin on the clothes that are under it. Kevin, you look at that and you immediately recognize that's a councilman pin. Yeah, giving this kid a closer look, you can tell this is a pretty young-looking guy. Um, definitely in his 20s. Uh, you know, the trench coat is probably just hiding the, the, you know, the fancier clothing that you guys under closer inspection are able to see. Uh, he does seem to have some, like, paperwork or something in, like, in his jacket. Possibly to try to keep people from thinking he's carrying around stuff, you know, out in public or whatever. Uh, Republic City has its issues, has its fair shares of issues. But, Kevin, seeing that, you already know, seeing that the pin is on his shirt, seeing that he's heading up north with you guys, it's a good chance that this is a council member heading up to the the main council building, which is in the same area. But he doesn't—he doesn't say anything to you guys at all. He just kind of uh, looks almost nervous, having all of you in here with him, um, kind of trying to avoid gaze with all of you. So he's just as sus of us as we are of him. Right. Oh. I try to smile at him and like, "Hey, how'd you think going so far?" Oh, um. Fine. Um, y uh, you? Pretty good. Right. Good. Yes. Good. Awesome. Wonderful. And as he's saying that, his his kind of like drifts back to looking forward, uh, like kind of averting gaze. Uh, so they don't get any more awkward. Um. I'm just gonna zone out. Yang, you would also oh, yeah. know, since since Tenzin was part of the council, you would understand what that button represents. You would know that this guy is a part of the council. And with that uh, nat 20 okay. that you had, you would have definitely seen it. I would walk over to him and be like, Good morning, councilman. How are you doing today? Who, who told you I'm, I'm council? I'm, I'm just, um, 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 good morning, good morning, it is, ha, um, how are you? Next time you come up in here, please hide the pen. I, I would uh, definitely he, he covers, 
he covers himself a little bit more with his trench coat, and he goes, Yeah, I normally don't come down to this area of town, so I don't... Why am I telling you this? Um, my name is Kevin Zaspera. Zaspera? Is your... Your dad is, is Michael, correct? Yep. Michael Zaspera. Well, Look at that. I serve I serve with your father on the council. Yeah. Hopefully today will be a nice light oh light day for him. At least that's what I'm hoping I'm for. I'm Yang. Yang. That name sounds familiar. Where have I heard that before? Uh Ah, yes, yes. Your your Janora's kid. Wow. Would be, yes. I I didn't think that you would be back in the city. Uh, you've been gone... Ah, oh, man. It's something that I learned back when I was still in school. You, Your family started carrying into the old traditions. They sent me to go to the Southern Air Temple. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, do, do you like it here? Do you like it in the city? I mean, your laws and rules are very strict to, towards vendors, but it <sighs> has potential to be beautiful. I... For sure. Um, yeah, the, the laws aren't exactly what I would want them to be, but... It, it has to be unanimous decisions on, on things, and kind of just learn to go with the flow after a while. So why don't the others speak up? Aren't they benders as well? No, there aren't any benders on the council. When did this happen? Um, it's, it's been some time. Uh, I'm fairly new at it, uh. You know, I'm the youngest council member they've ever had, so <laughs> yeah, props to me, right? Pat on the back or whatever. Uh, but it's been years. And as he's saying mm. that, you hear a little ding on the subway train uh, as it comes to a slow crawl uh, to the upper sector. And he just looks very relieved. Like, this entire interaction, he's been nervous uh, and he just goes, uh, yeah, well, that's, that's my stop. Um, nice to meet you, Yang, and nice to meet all of... And he stops and looks at Shang and goes, White Lotus. You guys are White Lotus. Yes. And your counsel. Yes. We'll be seeing you soon. I certainly hope so. And he just kind of walks out without saying anything else. I, uh, I was offering my awesome hand out and shake it. How about the action? Do you have any idea of when we can um, get a date to actually meet with him? I, I, do you want to stop him? Uh, he's He's walking out. That doesn't mean that you guys need to watch him leave. 
Is this the stop that we should also track. take? It is. As you see, Shang and Vana starting to walk. Okay, out. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, so we can walk. <laughs> you're walking with them then. We're following. Following. We're not really following. We're, this is our stop. We're walking out with them. Activate stealth mode. Oh, let me roll a stealth. Okay, yeah, you guys can follow him. That's 16. 16, okay. Stealth mode. <laughs> Anybody that else following him? Uh, give it one second, I gotta do math. Uh, 21 for stealth. Now we're, nice. now we're playing... We've been done with stealth. My stealth is so overpowered. Now we're playing D&D, guys. Yeah. I put on my hood. I take I off have. my glasses. So everybody is stealthing except for me. Yes. I ain't stealthing. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you stealthing? So Kevin, you're not either. And Vana just kind of uh, nudges you, Kevin, and is like, hey, they made a good point. We've got to talk to this guy at some point, but at the same time, we don't want to leave your father hanging. Right. Um, I'm going to. Uh, that's right. They don't even know where I live. <laughs> well, they go stealthing after him. <sighs> All right, you got to make a decision. Vana, I'll take you, you and. Sh- I'm going to take Vana and and Sean straight to my dad's place. Then hopefully double back to follow up to meet up with them. Sean. <laughs> okay. Wait. Sean. Wait. Sean! Are we doing the... What's that game? Heavy Rain? Was that a Heavy Rain reference? I was... I don't remember. Heavy Rain! Jaeger and Taro, you guys both made stealth checks and passed. Uh, But before you guys head off, you guys hear... uh, Let me roll... Odds are even, guys. I'm going to make the first roll of 2021 as the direct messenger. Odds or evens? Evens. Odds odds is evens? Okay, so evens... I was going to say odds is going to be strong, evens is going to be Vana to see which one uh, says something. It was an even. So even is Vana. Uh, Vana comes up behind you guys and goes, "Uh, Wait, guys, guys. With there being this many of us, it may be best if Shang or I come with you guys. Uh, and she looks over at Shang and says, uh, you know how to contact me. Just when you guys get to the address, let me know where it is, and then we'll meet you guys there, okay? I'm going to make sure that these two are okay. And Shang just nods and uh, turns to face Yang and Kevin. Uh, before he says, uh, he looks over to Kevin and says, "All right, let's let's head over to your father's place." Uh, Kevin nods, and the three of you begin to trail off. Uh, Vana stands in front of you two and goes, "I don't know exactly why they haven't tried communicating with us, but I think it is in our best interest to try to talk to this guy." and see where he's going. I'm not going to bother you guys. I'm just going to make sure that everything is is fine, okay? 
Okay. Sure. And to give you guys... <laughs> to give you guys a visual representation of where you guys are, you just got out of the subway station. This station looks busier than the one that you were at previously. Uh, where that one was mostly just to seem like high schoolers or something on break or whatever, or just, you know, people hanging out. This seems much busier in terms of business. Uh, up in the upper middle sector, which is where you guys are in the city, uh, you are between the two streams that divide the city into three parts. Being at the top means that you guys are closest to the mountain than any other part of the city. Uh, Kevin would know, and he would probably have told you guys this, that up in this area, the richest people tend to live up here. Uh, over on the upper left, say, for instance, if you're looking at a stage, upper left is the back left corner. Uh, over there is where you see like the fanciest in factories and stuff like that, which is separated between the streams, uh, the stream that is going downhill. Uh, upper right is where you'll also see some, uh, some businesses there. However, that's where like the fanciest malls are or, you know, the places that sell the most expensive stuff. Uh, for Kevin, that would be definitely where he could find the cake that his father wants, which is a short distance away from where they live anyway. And the station itself looks much cleaner, uh, not just in terms of cleanliness, but in terms of architecture itself. Uh, you can definitely tell that this, the buildings in this area, the sidewalks, even the streets, all look like they are much newer than any of the places that you guys have been to currently in this city. Uh, you guys do still see in the now the deep distance head looking towards the bay you still see the yellow beam that is the western spirit portal um however at this distance it doesn't seem like it would affect nighttime that much here which may also be why the rich uh live up here you know that it's the closest thing to normal that you can get in republic city nowadays but you see Rodin is walking off the opposite direction shang and the other group have begun trailing themselves off and Vana just gets behind you guys and says all right i'm ready when you are initiate sneak protocol uh guys i i love this i don't think humming tunes while sneaking is going to help but if you want to do that, we can. You can't tell me what to do. I'm my own person. So you, you know what? You're right. I apologize. I'll, uh, I'll just watch you guys in action. Okay. Thank you. And, and so the way we're gonna do this, guys, is Rodin is going to continue on his trek through uh, the, the city streets leading to wherever his destination is. Uh, we're going to have you guys roll three different stealth checks to see how oh, good of a job to see how good of a job you guys follow this guy. 
going through the city. Uh, each one is a separate opportunity okay. for um, failure, but each one is also a, a great opportunity for wicked success. Um, I'm also going to roll for him, so uh, he will roll a perception check, and then based off of the roll that you guys get, we will see who wins, and we'll carry on, and I'll continue where he's going, alright? So, his first roll, he's got, I'm just gonna say he's got a plus two to perception. I think that would be fair, since he is not, he's not very wisdom-esque oriented. Well, that's good. He got a four on the die, so he got a six perception check. And go ahead and roll your stealth checks, guys. And for the sake of saving you guys, I'm not going to have Vana roll. I'm just going to have um, her kind of carry off of the, the best roller. Yeah, four plus six, ten. Well, that's good. <laughs> My stealth is pretty good, guys. I'm not sure if you knew this. I, got, I rolled an 18. Nice. Okay. You got an 18 and a 10. All right, that definitely beats his six. So you guys come walking, um, trailing behind him a decent distance, humming the uh, Mission Impossible theme. Uh, Vaughn is just nervously walking a, a shorter distance behind you guys. And Rodan doesn't seem at all... Uh, aware that you guys are even there. Uh, you guys are heading towards, it looks like, somewhat close to the um, where the stream would be heading, but he takes a quick turn and jets across the street, making sure he doesn't get hit by any vehicles or anything. Uh, it does seem rather busy here, but you see a lot of fancier uh, cars like limos and uh, the fanciest of the fancy standard vehicles. Uh, you guys have to patiently wait to cross the street yourselves. However, due to his perception check, he doesn't even think about looking behind him to see if anyone is crossing with him. Uh, he just jaywalks and continues. You see him continuing the same direction that he was going, uh, heading towards the corner of the street uh, where you see a bunch of uh, traffic lights. Uh, Go ahead and make another perception check, and I will roll, or a stealth check, and I will roll his perception check. Ooh, that's a lot better. He got a 16 on this perception check, guys. I got a crit fail, so... Sorry. Okay. So, this is what I will do. I got Jaeger. 24. Ooh, what did you roll on the dice? 16. Okay. okay. Wow, you have that good of a stealth. Oh, yes. Jesus. Yes. Was... <laughs> Dang. Okay, so... I went Here's to school the... for it. You did, that's right. I forgot about that. So, uh, Taro, what is your um, stealth score? Well, I rolled a 1. So, mm -hmm. my, my stealth is plus six, but... Okay. Yeah, there wouldn't be anything, because what I was going to do is have Vana roll and 
try to make up for Taro's, since she's not rolling. So, uh, with how good of a score Jaeger got, we'll say if Vana passes a stealth check, she will kind of cover for you, Taro. So uh, you guys don't get spotted, okay? Yay. Here we go. Oh, she got a 14 also. So you see what happens is as he's reaching the four-way intersection and begins to turn left, he starts to kind of glance over where you guys are just as Taro um, runs into someone that is pulling a cart out of a nearby building. It seems like they were just making one of their uh, deliveries to one of the local food areas right here. And you walk straight into his cart. Everything topples over. Uh, the crowd kind of like stops and is stunned. Jaeger, you turn around because you were slightly ahead. You see this mess, and just as he's about to turn, you see uh, Vana is able to grab you, Jaeger, and pull you uh, over to the side away. Taro, since you are prone now, technically, uh, he doesn't see you because of the crowd that's surrounding you guys, and he just continues on his path. And Vana goes. I do like. Go ahead. I do like a record scratch from my Mission Impossible humming. <laughs> it's me, Taro. You see, Va you see, Vana's smiling. Uh, she's enjoying this. She's loving the the like vibe that you two give off. Uh, but she goes. We really need to be. Uh, we really need to be careful, guys. <laughs> Watch where you're pushing that thing, jeez. Hey, you watch it. I was my just trying to make my delivery. No one cares <laughs> As he's about trying your to speak, you just hear the humming. I interrupt him. Look, I'm hey. like, dun, 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 dun. Look, guy, will you stop, please? I'm trying to oh. argue. I get even closer. Jeez, and he, <laughs> he just Guru. grabs his card and dun, dun, he starts dun, mumbling. Dun, dun, dun. Stop. <laughs> He's like, he you know what? Chat. You know what, you guys, you, you ain't worth it. You ain't worth it. All right, I'll I'll get this cleaned up. I'll get this. Hey, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, and some guy hops out of the truck from behind. Oh uh, yeah, uh, help me clean this up. You two, get on out of here. I don't need you here. I didn't want your fruit anyway. <laughs> And Vana goes, guys, we're going to lose him if we stay here too long. Jaeger jumps back into the action. I do too, but not like a bad jump. Like a good jump. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good jump. Yeah. We do good jumps together. <laughs> we do good jumps. Yeah. All right, so you guys begin hopscotching your way. Um, go ahead, and I'm going to roll his last perception check. Oof. All right, I'm not going to tell you what he got. I'm writing it down. Go ahead and roll your uh, perception or stealth checks. Sixteen. Same. You both got sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Total. He got a whopping. He got a whopping six. Whoa. Completely oblivious him. to what you guys are doing. So you guys are able nice. to turn the corner fast enough to see where he's going, and he seems to walk into, it looks like, uh, a local office building of sorts. Uh, not necessarily anything, like, government-related, it just looks like someone's business. 
but he walks inside there. You see the sign on it just says um, uh, keychains and uh, locksmith wares or something like that. I'm sorry, did you say keychains? Keychains and locksmith. And something. Keychains and oh. locks. And something. And something. Yeah. <laughs> Lock, shock, and keychains. Yes. And Vana uh, just goes, Okay, you guys, do you want me to follow you in? Or kind of make sure he doesn't come out? I'll do whatever you guys feel the need. You're in, you're in control in this one. I think you should stand lookout. Dun, dun, dun. How about we go to the back and... Maybe this is a front, you know? Like, how people have fronts. I mean, I'm very familiar with that. You know? Very, very, um... Uh, revealing. Uh, um, what? Who are you? I'm, I'm sorry, what, what are you talking about? I feel like I'm out of the loop on this. I don't Just know. Don't worry about it. There's no loops <clears throat> to be... This is... We are talking about keychains. And something. Well... Uh, uh-huh. The back? If, there, if, you if see this it. is in fact a front, and there is a back, of which most places do have backs, but in this case, you're implying a back as in a back as in, like, bad things going on with the front that's all nice, warm, and cuddly, correct? Maybe. I don't know. That Would that mean, like, heightened security in the back? I mean, I'm, we, can, we can look. I'm Take just an beat. ex-mercenary. Well, we, can, we can take a look. Yeah, let's take a look. Yeah, not suspiciously. We want to check the back door. Yeah, we'll just walk by it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'll I'll Give stay out. College check. I'll stay in the front just to, you know, keep track of what's going on up here. Okay. Okay. Cool. Call if you need anything. All right, you guys. Just remember to keep humming. All right, I'll, I'll hum the Mission Impossible theme if uh, he starts coming out, okay? How, do, how does it go? It goes da da okay. da, 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 da. You've been practicing, haven't you? Well, you know, following you guys for about ten minutes, hearing you guys hum the same tune kind of gets it stuck in your head after a while. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> she just laughs. We'll make... We'll make a long ruse out of you yet. All right, I I can't wait. All right, get get back there, guys. I I pat her on the shoulder. She pats you on the shoulder. I touch no one, but I go to the back. I also go to the back. <laughs> All right, you guys head over to the back. Uh, you guys head around the building over to um, the alleyway that would have the back, quote-unquote. Uh, and it doesn't really look like anything's really conspicuous here. You do see, um, you know, just like in, let's just say New York, for example, how it's multi-floored buildings have the uh, the fire escapes that have the ladder uh, that's up on the second floor. You pull it down so you can climb up the fire escape and stuff like that, or I guess technically you're supposed to climb down, but you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the metal yeah. uh, steps you know, off the building. You see that's back here uh, on the same building. Uh, and you do in fact see that this building is two, three stories tall. Uh, you see that the back door here is locked. 
Uh, but you do see a few windows that are up there if you happen to try to climb up. But you also Ooh. do notice you also do notice that the um, the ladder to get up is uh, raised, so you would have to lower it somehow to get up there. I wonder if a firearm would come in handy. What? Of some sorts. Why would, like we're trying to be a gunpowder projectile. I mean, if I cough before you shoot it, it should cover it, right? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> um, how how is the ladder being held up? Is it like a rope or is it like a metal chain or? How high up is the window? You see it has, uh, the window is up on the second floor, so you would have to climb up this ladder or find some other way to get up onto the fire escape to get to it. Uh, as for the ladder, give me a perception check to see how it's um, secured up there. My perception is not as good as everything else. <laughs> I, got a, I got a 15. A 15? Okay, it looks like yeah. it's secured via a latch uh the latch itself doesn't seem that powerful though so maybe just like um a quick jiggy on the ladder is going to get this thing to come rolling down do you want me to give you a boost or should i get boosted yeah i can i'll give you a boost there's earth okay. underneath us i can just Pop you up with That's the... that would be easy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great to utilize the elements. Right? That's so crazy. What a so very innovative guys, system. I know this it, who would have thought <laughs> who would have thought, thought the earth could move in this? <laughs> I was just gonna burn the building down and bring the ladder here, but that's a better idea. <laughs> it's amazing what two people can do when they're when they put their heads together. Yes. That was beautiful, guys. I love it. So, um, you uh, shape the earth under you guys to create a pillar that you guys can stand up. And being six-foot giants, you guys can very easily get up from here. Uh, do you guys bring the ladder down still, or do you just keep your earth pillar up? I'll just keep it up. I, Yeah, let's just keep the earth pillar up, because if I'll we have a getaway... Nobody nobody can survive a fall from two stories. So if we just like use the elevator to escape if we have to, then we'll be good. What's an elevator? I don't know. The voice in my head kept saying elevator, so I just assumed that was a terminology we were gonna use. Huh. That's okay, let's let's just keep going. Let's use the rock stone. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. You guys rock stone your way up. Um, continue to hopscotch up to uh, the windows. The first window seems like it's just a part of the the warehouse where they seem to be creating locks and making keys and stuff like that. Very standard stuff like that. But you do have your second uh, floor, um, you know, your second flight of the fire escape into the third floor window, uh, if you would like to climb up there. Uh, this... Yes. You don't see anything out of the ordinary besides uh, Rodin does seem uh, just in time. You catch him in the nick of time, uh, closing the door, going up to the next flight of stairs from within. You guys climb back, uh, climb up to the third floor uh, fire escape. Look through the window and give me 
Nah, you guys would need a perception check for this. So uh, you guys look through the window. You see that this window is a part of an office. Inside the office, you see, uh, of course, a, a standard desk, but you do see a lot of uh, small uh, wares and things like that. You see one of those little, like, birds that tip based off of the water, makes it look like they're taking a sip and then, like, going back up. You know what I'm talking about? One of those balancing birds. Uh, on oh, this yeah. desk, you also see Love one of those. Them. Things are creepy. Yeah. You see one of those, and you also see one of those little marble balls that bounce on one end and pop off the other, and it keeps doing that in an endless loop for all of eternity. Uh, you also see a line of mm. bookshelves on one side of the desk and on the other, uh, although there is an opening for the center where the uh, someone sitting at the desk would be. Uh, you do see somebody there writing some... Filling out some paper, it looks like. The rest of the office is decorated. You see a small, like, uh, display table or something that has what looks like some kind of fancy-looking weapon in its display case. Uh, on the side of the uh, wall where the window is, you can't see anything on, on that wall, but you also do see a rug on the ground. Uh, it looks like it's wood paneling, which is interesting, but it actually fits the aesthetic of this room. Uh, it looks, the best way to describe it is it's very, it's a very cozy office that you can see is designed for uh, being able to feel comfortable in the work that you're doing, you know, be, being in an office. Uh, but you hear knocking. The person that's behind the desk uh, says, just kind of shouts out to let the person in. And the person behind the desk to give you guys an explanation as to what he looks like. You see a man that seems to be wearing northern... Well, he looks like he's wearing water tribe colored clothing, but it's in the uh, style of Republic City. So it looks like a business suit, but you see like shades of blues and shades of whites and grays and stuff like that. He's got hair that is slick back. Uh, very clean shaven. He seems a little short, uh, definitely to you guys. He looks like he's probably about 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. Uh, but he looks like he's rather old. You would say mid to late 30s. And uh, his build itself, he seems rather... Uh, it's kind of hard to tell, but you can see uh, both of you being uh, experts of strength No. You can tell when someone's got broad shoulders and has a bit of an athletic build to them. And you can tell under that suit there is a bit of an athleticism to this man's body. His face itself, it looks very proper. Uh, like I said, clean shaven. He's got blue eyes, which fits the aesthetic of his suit. Uh, he doesn't wear a tie or anything like that, though. Uh, it's either because he doesn't have it on right now because he's in the comfort of his office or just doesn't have one uh but that man gestures for the person to enter you see Rodin walks in and shuts the door and the person behind the desk just smiles and leans back and he goes ah Rodin it's it's good to see you uh how did everything go down in the lower sectors and he goes uh Rodin goes well 
there's a there's a lot going on there. I can tell you that it's um, it's not good. <laughs> it's just not good. Uh, we listen, Quelo. I I've got to be upfront with you, okay? I think we need to do a better job at what we're doing, and this this whole situation, everything that. We're going and running around and doing all this stuff. I I just got to be honest. I don't like it. I don't think that we are doing good for the people. And listen, listen, Rodin, calm down, all right? This... We're, we're doing what's best for the people in a way that will prove our loyalty to them. Well, I, yes, I understand that. No... Well, Rodin, did you at least do the task assignment? And he go, you see Rodin just goes, <sighs> he, he rubs the, the temple of his head and he goes, yes, yes, I spoke with Gaia's men and they, you know, they said that they were going to get the job done. Well, then what's there to worry, you know, after... After they finish their task, the city's going to be in a much better place. I know you tell me this, and the thing is, I don't like how we're doing it, though. That's the problem. And, Rodent, 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 when you get anxious, you start rambling a little bit. You start over-explaining and talking too much. And I get it, you know, you're still young, you're still trying to figure out your method for, you know, being in the council. And that's okay, you know, when I started young, when I started young, I was the same way, you know, I always wanted what was best for the people, and I always wanted to do the best for everybody. Yes, yes, so you understand why, but the thing is, Rodin, we are doing what's best in a way that fits the grand scheme. We can't keep doing the best for everyone because then no one wins. I mean, I, I don't agree. I was down in the lower sector. You know, you had me tasked to get Gaia's men to deal with the Lotus and all of this. And, you know, what if they are not bad people? What if we just should sit and talk to them like we are supposed to? You can do that, sure. But how would we know that they're here for the people if we don't test them, you know? The best thing to do for the people in the city is to see if the outside sources mean what they say they If we allow any outside source to come in and just tell us how to run our own city, then it's not our city anymore. You know, simply put, Gaia's men will be the best at proving their worth. And I don't know about you, Rodin, but we're pretty busy on the council. If we can't get those questions answered, then why would we waste our time talking to them? We brought them here 
We're seeing if they can prove their worth. And we're seeing if they can put their money where their mouth is. Where's the problem? <sighs> is there something that you're not telling me, Rodin? Yes. Okay, I was on the train coming up here, and I met them, okay? I, I met the Lotus. They seemed really nice. They seemed really friendly. And, you know, my gut tells me that they want to do good. That, well, if they want to do good, then let them prove it. You know, you met them in one small encounter. That doesn't mean that you can know everybody left, right, and back and front. You know, Rodin, you've got to calm down and trust my system. If they mean well, they're going to do well. That doesn't mean you need to send mercenaries out against them. But we also have to test their might. How else would we do that? <sighs> I don't know. I just... Mortal Kombat. Thank you, Yang. <laughs> Did somebody just recommend a battle royale? An Agni Kai. Yeah, there we go. Right now. No. An Agni Kai. Right now. No. <laughs> I, I, I challenged Tara to an Agni Kai. What does that mean? On the spot. What does that mean? A fight to the death. Or bad scars on your eyeball. I mean, okay. I do a very as, sloppy <clears throat> slap. As these guys are talking to each other, uh, you hear there's a knock at the door. And um, the person behind the desk goes, oh, Who's that? Rodin, would you mind getting the door for me? And he opens it. And you see Vana walks in. And she's got a... It looks like some <gasps> buff guy standing behind her and brings her in. And uh, the guy's like, oh, you saw this lady just standing outside. She just, she seemed to be trying to peer through the windows and see what was going on in the, uh, in, in our shop. And I just, and uh, the man behind the desk just kind of puts his hand up uh, gently and goes, it's all right. It's all right. Um, you know, people like to see how the wares are made and stuff like that. I'm going to. Pat Yeager and be like, hey, we should get out of here. I don't I don't think we're gonna get caught. I think they're gonna be too worried about Vilna. Uh, I mean, okay. I guess. We're still humming, right? I stopped a little bit ago. This is a very God. interesting conversation. That's why she got caught. I bet she was humming and we didn't hear her. Oh my God. And I'm gonna... I'm going to roll a perception check to see if she happens to notice you guys peering through the window. Uh, she got a 9. She has a pretty good uh, perception. So I would say she looks over and doesn't really pay like bring attention to it. But um, you guys definitely see she locks eyes with both of you uh, and steps in. And she just kind of uh, bows solemnly to to both of them. Uh, Rodin looks at her shocked and uh, you can clearly tell that he recognizes her and she just goes 
Uh, yes, I, I am so very sorry. I didn't know that, you know, looking through the windows of, of this particular shop is going to lead me up here. I just wanted to <laughs> see how uh, the operation works. Um, and the person behind the desk kind of puts his hands up over his mouth and goes, Ah, well, you know, we run a base operations. If you ever need a key made in this city, we are here to do that for you. And Rodin uh, looks at uh, Qua uh, looks at the guy behind the desk and looks at Vana. And something you guys begin to kind of notice, you can tell Rodin recognizes her, but he isn't saying anything. He's just kind of yeah. letting this stuff play mm. out. Mm. So he's not giving away who she is. Mm. And she goes, uh, well, if you don't mind, and she looks back up at the at the beefy guy that brought her in, I would really like to go downstairs and um, get get a few keys made. And the beef guy looks over at um, at the guy behind the desk. He just nods and then brings her back down. Uh, bef before he leaves, you hear uh, Rodin say, uh, I'm sorry, miss, that um, we wasted your time bringing you up here. I, I deeply apologize. And she just goes, oh, it's it's perfectly fine. You know, I'll, I'll be downstairs and out of here in no time. And she smiles and kind of glances over at the window before the door shuts. Uh... The man behind the desk and Rodin continues the conversation for a little bit, but it sounds more like they are switching over to the base operations of their business rather than anything else. Um, you guys feel like the importance of the conversation is now over, but once again, he doesn't once bring up who that was, who Vana is, uh, which, okay, you know, take that as you will, but you guys definitely can tell that... Um, he chose not to bring it up. Hmm. Mm. Suspicious. Yes. I mean, we're also kind of being a little suspicious. I think we should slam I mean, the jam out of here. Okay. I think I think we can head out. Let's just make sure we don't run into meat meat potatoes. Man. 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 Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. I do that. You guys begin heading. I we do that. <laughs> <laughs> and from that point, let's cut over to Yang, Kevin, and Sean uh, to give them a little bit of airtime here. Yeah. So, so uh, Yang. You are walking. Uh, you are walking with Shang and Kevin. Kevin just keeps talking about uh, sites, trying to make small talk with Shang, and Shang very clearly just isn't in like the mood to talk about the things that Kevin wants to talk about. Uh, eventually, he kind of just, without answering Kevin's question, looks over at you, Yang, and he goes. So what exactly led you to return? I'm not exactly sure, Master Sean. I'm not exactly sure. 
And you see he just kind of continues to walk, doesn't nod or anything, but you can tell he listened to that. Um, he doesn't say anything else to you. Uh, you guys head over to the uh, the cake shop that Kevin was so eager to get to to get the, the favorite cake for um, their dad, his dad. And then brings you guys over to his luxurious mansion, basically. Uh, going into the upper sec, uh, upper middle sector, like I was saying, is where his home is. You walk uh, through the gates, Kevin rings the bell, uh, shows who he is, the gates open up, and you guys begin walking through. Um, taking a look around... Okay, so Kevin just said that he can't join tonight. Uh, he's, help, okay. Yeah, he can't help, he can't come in tonight, but that's fine. Um, so, taking a look around, you see that this is a really, really nice house. You know, you guys saw, uh, Lou Dini's mansion and stuff like that. This is a step above that. Uh, the architecture looks very clean and very, um, very pure. You see... It looks like a driveway that circles around uh, a fountain in the center. Something that you most certainly like is you see the um, the moonfish spirit is uh, is the centerpiece of the fountain, where you see the two fish are swimming uh, in tandem with each other as water spurts out of the top one's mouth, uh, cascading over this fountain. Um, the best way to describe the exterior of this building is it looks basically like a scaled down version of the White House <laughs> is the best way to describe the exterior. Uh, it's smaller but you still get the same super high uh, uh, columns to the sides of the, of the door, all of this stuff. Uh, windows lining along the sides of the doorway. It's a double door. Uh, as you guys walk up, Kevin knocks on it, um, and after a brief pause, the door opens up, and you see a, uh, a butler of sorts, but he looks young. The The person answered, answering the door, you see, is kind of wearing what looks like Fire Nation clothing uh, that is decorated in a Republic-style fashion. Uh, he opens it up, you see, you can definitely tell this kid is, like, under 20. Uh, so he doesn't have any facial hair or anything like that, but his hair is a little long, um, coming down to almost his shoulders, and it's lusciously black with nice streaks that seem to highlight in the, uh, in the light. Uh, he opens the door, looks at the three of you, and he goes, Oh, um... He looks at Kevin and goes, Yes, yes, uh, your, your dad did call. Um, okay, come out, come on in, come on in. He opens the door wide, the three of you step inside, and the interior is... It looks very pretty. Uh, you see that there's a winding staircase to lead up to the second floor within this main hall room. A giant chandelier seems to be positioned perfectly uh, 
seems to be, seems to be positioned perfectly centered in this very room. You see to your left and to your right there are doors that lead down hallways to different rooms. You see in front of you on the first floor there is a doorway and on the second floor there is a doorway. Uh, you can see all of this from just here. You also see on the side that there is a portrait of the family. This is the first time you've ever seen Kevin's father and mother. Uh, she looks very uh, young in this picture and he does too in a way. You see he's wearing a monocle and has this giant uh, snowy white beard and he has a very big belly. Uh, but he's wearing Republic City clothing. You see his mother, on the other hand, looks very lean, uh, not quite tall, not as tall as his father, and she is also wearing uh, Water Tribe clothes, Southern Water Tribe. At both of their um, feet, you see a young Kevin, probably eight or nine, in a very decorative uh, water-colored Republic City clothing. The same type of clothes that you see the same type of clothes you see um, young kids wear in those like uh, in in those photos uh, that they have the parent the parents get for them. I'm sorry I was looking at something that Jaeger put in. I totally lost track of where I was going with that. I trailed off. Anyway um, the person talking to you the person talking to you guys um, gets approached by Kevin. Kevin shows him the cake. Uh, he says, certainly, uh, points him in the direction of the uh, of where the kitchen is. Of course, Kevin, having grown up in this building, doesn't need to know where it is, but he humbly smiles and nods and walks out. So it's just Shang and yourself. Uh, then this young... Uh, this young guy looks over to you guys and goes okay so i heard that there's six of you where are the other three coming later honestly didn't know i was staying here i was under the impression that during this day here in republic city i'd be staying at the air temple However, uh yes the other three will be joining us as soon as they can Okay, um, well, if that's the case, I will show you guys to your rooms. Thank you. Uh, you are absolutely welcome, sir. And he brings you guys up to the second floor, brings you through the left hallway over to a series of rooms. Each room looks just as lavish, but equal as the last, almost as though this could be a hotel if he chose to do so. Uh, you see a large bed with a TV, a radio, uh, a separate bathroom for each room. This legit looks like it used to be a hotel at one point and someone moved in. Uh, but you know just from the wealth alone that that's not necessarily the case. It's just, you know, the, the family is pretty wealthy and can afford this many rooms with this much stuff. Um, the opposite end of where the door is, you see a window that looks out into what looks like a very large garden that um, that the house surrounds, uh, which looks very lavish there. And you can see like a little meditation um, blanket set out under one of the trees. Uh, you see uh, a basket of snacks or something like that. 
perhaps this young kid was uh, sitting there for the time or something like that. He shows Shang his room and is showing you your room and he just goes, um, so yeah, uh, is there anything I can do for you? Um, can you tell me any information about the uh, council members of Republic City? Oh, the council members? Whew. Um, well, yeah, there's five of them. He looks like he's really thinking hard about this. Uh, and he goes, there's five of them. Um, I'm pretty sure his son already told you that his, that Mike, you know, the owner of this, this establishment, uh, is a member. Uh, there's also Rodan... Quelo, um, Catherine, although she doesn't come here, and Sally, I believe. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. Well, feel free to um, you know, get comfortable. Um, you know, hang out. Whatever you want to do, we've got. You know, downstairs hangout spot. There's billiards, or you can go outside. You look like uh, you enjoy the outdoors. Um, if you want to head out to the garden uh, courtyard, then you know, feel free to do so. Uh, we're going to wait until Mike gets home, and you know, then we can get meals ready for you guys in case you're hungry. Okay. There a place for bison to stay. Bison? Um, like we, I could talk with Mike. Um, get the garage. You know, get the cars out of there. He could maybe stay in there. That might be big enough for. Are you talking about a sky bison? Yes, sir. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just need, you know, I'm not the owner of this house, but I'm sure he could definitely uh, do something like that. Uh, after I get a word in with Mike, make sure that's okay. We can get your bison in there. Yeah. Thank you so much. You are welcome, sir. Um, yeah, so... And he just kind of stands there awkwardly before he finally says... Uh, alright, yeah. Just holler if you need anything. Thank you so much. And I make my way to the courtyard and begin to meditate and wait for the others. Okay. Uh, you go down to the courtyard. Uh, you sit down and you begin trying to meditate. Uh, roll me a religion check. Alright. Natural 20. Nice. Uh, really nice. So, you begin to meditate. This is 26. Uh, and, and, nice. Alright. You begin to meditate, and you don't know if it's because of your recent uh, encounter with uh, Valhalla or if it's just, you know, the air of the city or something like that. But you kind of, you feel a a presence around you. Not necessarily as though it is um, 
spiritual or anything like that, but you feel the air about this place seems, um, it seems nice. You know, uh, you feel like, although this is far away, is also a sense of calm in a sense like, like your home, uh, which feel, which is weird. Uh, it kind of brings back little memories for you, you know, uh, Republic City technically is your birth city, you know, and although this building more than likely didn't exist when you were born, uh, it you feel a connection, you know, you feel a, a nice connection to Republic City. Uh, a wave of energy seems to flush over you in you, these memories. And as you're sitting here meditating and feeling this stuff, you almost feel as though Goa is sitting next to you. And you swear you could even hear her voice as though she's just having a normal conversation with you. And she goes, Are you liking the city? It's a little restrictive than I would like, but there's just something about being here. Can't on it. it could be that the city was calling to you, and that may be what led you here in the first place. It could be the spirit portal, or it could be just to know the truth. I don't know. It could be the city. Do you feel as though you have a few answers. I still have more questions than answers, but at least I've made peace with the past. You see, she nods. Uh, or you feel as though she would be nodding. And she goes, Life is very much a series of Searching and finding questions and answers. It sounds to me like, regardless of what led you to the city, you have begun on that path, which is good. That's exactly what I was uh, hoping. I guess my question is, is there room in this world for our spenders? You feel as though she smiles, and you hear her say, That is a question I even ask myself sometimes. I don't know if we can find that answer, simply because society didn't have us for so long. And even before, even before the war, we were secluded and different. However, I think in this world, different is a good thing. We have a natural ability to see outside the box and to find solutions to issues in ways no other can. And I think for this reason, we have a place. Longer, Master. And when you ask that, 
a moment of silence until you finally feel as though she isn't there. At that point, I open my eyes and just walk around the garden. Okay. You walk around for a little bit, and you see, uh, as you're kind of looking around at the at the uh, the flowers and stuff like that, you see different types of birds and different types of bugs. Uh, of course, uh, you see spider flies and stuff like that, obviously. And, um. I was trying to make up some animals. Go ahead and just, like, make up some different types of birds. Uh, but you see a few different types of birds and stuff like that. Looking around, it looks very nice. And this... Like, anybody that would be going through stress, you feel like a walk through here and get, you know, an, an ability to react, uh, relax. Yeah, you see... Uh, that's a good one, actually, Taro. You see an oxtail robin... Um, as you're walking by, uh, sit in the tree and kind of watch you, uh, doesn't fly away or anything like that, uh, just, you know, to solidify the fact that although it could run, it chooses to just kind of be around you, like, there's a, there's an air in this area, uh, and as you look around, you glance to the side and you see Sean walks into the, uh, walks into the garden, uh, he doesn't seem to have noticed you, but he finds an area that seems to be where the sun hits the most, away from any trees that are here blocking up the sun with shade. Uh, without any kind of blanket or anything, he just sits down on the ground, uh, lights a small ring of fire around him, and begins to uh, meditate himself. Just meditate it. I would make my way over there, silently sit down, and just meditate as well with him. Okay. Um, you sit down, the fire moves slightly as he kind of opens one of his eyes a little bit, uh, looks over in your direction but closes it again, and you two just spend time meditating together. Without opening my eyes, I ask Master Zhang, how do you get through Jaeger's thick skull? Without opening his eyes, um, he breathes in and out, and he just goes... It's a level of respect. The skull is only as thick as the words you say to it are. I just simply have earned the boy's respect. To answer your question earlier, Master, I guess I'm trying to understand if there's room in this world for benders anymore. You see, he doesn't react, uh, but you see the fire around him does. It raises slightly before going back into a resting pose. And he goes, There will always be place in this world for benders. 
There is no question for that. We are as much part of the world as the spirits that inhabit it are as well. But even then, how much longer until non-benders tolerate the spirits? That is not a question that can be answered in my lifetime. I'm not sure how I feel about looking for an eight-year-old. Open my eyes and look at Master Shaw. He doesn't open his, um, but you can tell just the air about him changed. He knows that you're looking at him. And he goes, It is our duty. We have to find the Avatar before someone else does. What? Are we supposed to train the Avatar? Are we supposed to protect the Avatar? Yes. We are supposed to guide and protect them. So hopefully they can protect others. We're expecting an eight-year-old to carry the weight of the of the world on their shoulders. It's the way. Regardless if they were eight or eighty, their responsibility is to the world. That is a teaching that all hairbenders should know as well. It just seems wrong that we're expecting a child to be able to understand the responsibility placed upon them. On just other born. The tradition is supposed to be to not even tell them until they are 16. This tradition was broken by Aang. When he was 12 years old, as I'm sure you will know the story at being an airbender, he had to be told, due to the oncoming war caused by my people. The, the proper way to do this has been broken ever since. Yes, there has only been the two vendors, two avatars since then with Aang, and then with Korra. However, our society is advancing faster than we ever considered. And as such, with time changing, so too must tradition. To change this is above you and above me. It is just the way it is. It's still wrong. What made you decide to join the White Lotus? I don't know why I joined the first time. I guess I was running away. And now... To not only protect the Avatar, but ensure that this individual needs to have at least a childhood. Then wouldn't you think that finding him while he's still young will help allow this? Leaving someone with that type of power out in the world for too long may bring negative influences. How many avatars beforehand have been 
perfectly fine, raised in perfectly normal homes, without interference from social orders. I don't think anyone could answer that, but I also think looking into the past that far back isn't going to help today. I think you are wasting your time questioning what has been, rather than trying to change what will be. What has been, has been. I still think it's wrong, Master. I will do what's best for the world as it's our responsibility, and I will do my job to protect the Avatar, as is my duty. But I still think it's wrong. People do a lot of bad things for the right reasons. And it causes a lot of harm. You see, he opens his eyes for the first time and kind of stares into the fire ring that's around him. For just a moment. Closes his eyes again and he goes, It can. I apologize for intruding upon your meditation, Master. You've given me much to think about. And I thank you. You see, he just nods. He doesn't say anything. And he just uh, continues to meditate. And I go back to being quiet and meditating some more. Okay. And that's where we'll end this episode. It's been about two hours. So. Actually got a job, job to like... I am so tired. You just need a little bit of cocaine. No. I have not had Like, I've been dealing... Oh, no, I don't even want to say anything. Like, well, thank you, everybody, I, for listening. Indeed. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Yeah, we we do love you guys. Um, follow us. In episode, stalk us. Yang, <laughs> Stalk us, follow us, love us. Um, and you guys can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and where else? YouTube. Uh, all under the name Dicebenders D and D. This game was a D and D five E live action podcast uh, set in the world of Avatar, created by Grike and published by Nickelodeon. Uh, the, the character classes used are a Skeptic Frog's creation, and well, subscribe for more shenanigans. You can find the music and sounds um, credits in the show notes. Um, again, subscribe for more shenanigans, guys. Bye! Love, 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 love. Sean! Sean! I'm Googling that right now. I need to figure out the name of that game. <laughs>